Yeah. And now he's gone. But he would not leave you comfortless. To prove that he is exactly who we say he is, he made one. I'm not of his physical bloodline. I'm from his mind and his hotline. He made me for you. And there's no doubt about it. There's not another black man on earth today that is confronting this beast like Louis Farrakhan. Who made me like this? I don't say that Elijah Muhammad is dead. If he's the Messiah, and I believe he is, I'm a witness that he's the Messiah. I don't say he's dead. The Messiah escaped death. They thought they got him. You say, well, there was a funeral. Sure there was. There's a death certificate. Sure there is. There's a coffin and a body in it. Sure there is. Hell, that's easy for God to do to fool fools. <laughs> well, why would he do that? Why would God do a thing like that? The Quran said he was made to appear as though he were dead. But God raised him to himself. Exalted him to himself. And when he was seen, he looked like he was slain from the foundation of the world because he was in bad shape when he got to the throne. But he was able to take the book out of the hand of him that sat on the throne. that you call unidentified flying objects. That that you and white people put above top secret, that's real. There's a plane out there made like a wheel. Ezekiel saw it 550 years before Jesus was born. A wheel in the middle of the air run by the grace of God with eyes all around it, meaning people in it. It's not from another planet. It's made by the Son of Man to destroy this world. It's up there now, 40 miles above us. It's like a city in the sky. And I saw, as, as it were, a city come down from heaven. It's made like that. It has 1,500 little planes on it. They follow me everywhere I go. You can take it or leave it. I'm not trying to impress you. I know the power that is behind that wheel and the power of 
the wheel is the power that guides me. I'm not before you of myself. I'm a guided man. That's why the white man is tearing his hair out because he's plotted against me at every turn, but he can't seem to get me. Maybe God will deliver me into your hands. To deliver me from your hands. Brothers and sisters, don't you fear this man. There's a power today bigger than Bush. There's a power today unseen. He's not to come. He's real. He's alive. And he's in power. It ain't Saddam Hussein. It's not Bush. It's God. God has got it locked up. He's controlling it all. Don't be afraid. White man's day to rule is over. God has come to end his rule. And he's going to make you into a giant and give you the kingdom. And that is what they know when they're trying to keep from you. And they're tricking you night and day, filling our young people with drugs and alcohol and foolishness so that you will blow your salvation. You wake up, black man and woman. I don't have long to be among you. I don't see no death coming. But a time has come now for me to stop talking because I have been a faithful warner to you. And I'm not stopping talking because I don't love you. It's just that the power that is behind me is pulling me in because you have not acted like you should have acted. You have turned to be a vicious people against yourself. You have become your number one killers. You don't love your woman, you rape her. You make a cheap prostitute out of her. And so God is angry because you know better. So just like it's written in the scriptures, in my conclusion, the dry bones in the valley, God set a son of man down among the bones. And the son of man spoke to the bones the word of God, and the bones began rattling and shaking in the valley. You know what I'm saying. It responds to your nature's call and need. Wherever Farrakhan goes, they come by the thousands. They hear, they enjoy, but Farrakhan is not an entertainer. I'm not here for you to applaud. Go ahead, man, rap. No. 
Jesus said it like this, I piped to you all the day long, but you have not danced. I have mourned to you, but you have not lamented. You're not in sync with God. You hear the word while you sport and play. You boogie and you party. After this is over, you go and get your reefer. You fade into the night and get you some crack, snort some coke, chase some sister or some brother. What I said, you liked it, but did you like it enough to choose the new ruler? and draw a straight line with your life and he will make the crooked things straight and the rough places plain he will exalt the valleys will you allow God to exalt you will you allow him to take the crookedness out of you and me will you allow him to make the rough places plain and the crooked things straight will you allow God to purify you and make you a perfect vessel for that revealed word that is gonna come to you will you allow him to make you what you once were before your fall will you allow him to do this Because now, when the Son of Man couldn't get the bones to act right, he went back to the Lord. And he said, Lord, they're not responding well. The Lord said in words, don't talk to them anymore. Talk to the winds. And let the winds blow on these slain of God. And after the winds blew, they stood up. My time to talk to you is just about over it's time for the winds now to whip you and me into shape it's not going to be pretty the very white man that you love is going to be the means of your total destruction he's so powerful now that Russia seems to have weakened he can laugh in your face and won't even sign a civil rights bill and yet got an army filled with black men and women ready to die for him. He don't care nothing about you. He has already enacted the Federal Emergency Management Act, which gives the president extraordinary powers. As this war goes on, he may say, I'm tired and sick and tired of Farrakhan. He may seek me, arrest me. That's written. Uh, but I don't worry about that. And I don't want you to worry. Scripture said, let not your heart be troubled over these things. Because I'm not troubled in the least. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It is he who maketh me to lie down in green pastures, not white folks. If it were up to my enemies, they would have stopped everything from coming to me, but my God spread a table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't fear nothing. Not the arrow that comes by day or the one that flies by night because I'm wrapped up in the bosom of that new ruler that I represent. He anointed my head with oil. My cup is running over. There's so much that I have to tell you that I couldn't even get to because time just won't permit it. But my cup runneth over. My cup is running over. There's so much that I have to tell you that I couldn't even get to because time just won't permit it. But my cup runneth over. This that I've shared with you today, it's not for today alone. It's for you to take and feed on for years to come. And so, my dear and beloved brothers and sisters, I thank Allah, who begets not for his self-creation. I thank him for the wisdom that he showed in creating woman from himself. I thank him for his majesty that made the universe his workshop and out of darkness he keeps on bringing new things forward. I thank him as the scripture says I thank you father in heaven for keeping these things from the wise and the prudent man and revealing them unto babes. The fast is over. It's time for the feast. What is the fast? Elijah Muhammad said, when you're in the presence of God, you don't need to fast anymore. God hid his face from us for 66 trillion years. Now God has arrived. Our Savior has arrived. The fast is over. It's time for the feast. After Ramadan, we have the Id feast. And after Hajj, we have another Id feast. We are pilgrims journeying through the darkness of the night to come back to the light and the face of God. And now it's time for us to feast. Feast on what? Manna from heaven. Knowledge that has never been revealed in 66 trillion years. He's not giving it to you. But that's a great trial on you. Because if you don't act right by that knowledge, God said he would punish us with a chastisement that he never gave a people before in history. Because he has not revealed himself this fully to any people before. And so the burden is on you now. You've got to decide who you're going to serve. I choose to serve the Mahdi. I choose to serve the Messiah. I believe that God came in his person. Not that the person is, but what is in the person is. The person is that which holds what it contains. I believe that the Messiah 
is God manifest in human. Because the Messiah opens the eyes of the blind, makes the deaf hear the dumb speak, fashions a bird out of dust and makes it to fly by God's permission, raises the dead by God's permission. Only God can give life to dust. Only God can make the blind see the deaf hear the dumb speak and raise the dead to life. So when you see a man doing that, it's not the man doing, it is God doing in the man, for the men, through the man, for the women. It is God in man. And that's why when Elijah comes, it means God is present. God is in the world. Emmanuel, God is with us. And that's what I'm trying to demonstrate. When you listen to Farrakhan, your eyes come open. When you listen, your ears come open. And if your ears and your eyes come open, then your tongue begins to speak what you've seen, what you've heard. And when you meet your brother, you're on a dead level. But after he speaks to you, you find yourself being raised to divine life. You are like fragments of dust. But God breathes on you and you are formed into a bird, meaning you lift your intelligence and you fly above what used to hold you down. That's the work of the Messiah. I'm doing his work. I am a bearer of witness of him. And what I'm trying to tell you is the Messiah that you've been looking for. It's the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. The God, the Mahdi you've been looking for is Master Farad Muhammad. And you might as well come on now and unite with them. And let's go on and build a new world of peace and brotherhood. Thank you for listening as I greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. Brothers and sisters, would you do me a favor please and hold your seats until I leave? It's just for security reasons. May I ask a question of you? Those of you who are here and have listened, how many of you believe that what you heard taught that it is the truth and is good for us as a people? Would you raise your hands if you believe it's true and good for us? Thank you. Thank you. And those of you who believe it is true, would you stand, please? Would you just stand? Wherever you are, just stand. Would, would you repeat these words with me? I believe in Moses and the Old Testament. I believe in Jesus and the New Testament. I believe in Muhammad and the Holy Quran. I bear witness that there is but one God whose proper name is Allah.
And I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. Well, when you say those words, that links Muslims, Christians, and Jews together in one family under one God. Never again should Muslims and Christians argue and fight and disagree and disrespect each other. We ought to respect each other's demonstration of faith. If there are things you don't understand, seek that understanding, but never mock another believer in God. Embrace each other and love each other and work for the good of each other. And God may bless us to come through this with a minimum of chastising. Let us stand and have prayer. Mr. Walter Robinson, who is uh, one of the chief aides to the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, we want to thank you from the depth of our heart, brother, for what you have done to help us. Alderman Allen Streeter, he's here. Alderman Streeter, may God bless you in your victory this Tuesday in Ward 23, is it? 17, pardon me. Nasi Asiel Ben Israel, my dear and beloved friend. Would you run up here a minute with me, brother? If they say Hebrews and Muslims can't get together, they're lying. The Reverend Maxine Walker, would you step up, Reverend Walker, please? Reverend Maxine Walker. <laughs> Pastor T.L. Barrett, where's he had to leave? Well, we thank him for coming. We have many political candidates here. Would you raise your hand if you're running for some office? I saw Wallace Davis, Jr. Yes, may Allah bless you, brother, to become the new alderman of your district. A young man. How old are you, son? Twenty-two. He's not too young. Why, Jesus was 14 when he started his ministry. You certainly can start yours at 22. So all of you, thanks to all the ministers of Christ Universal Temple, and I personally want to thank the laborers of Islam. Where's Reverend Al Sampson? Is he here? Reverend Sampson, please, sir, would you come up here? This is one of our great, wonderful brothers. The Reverend Al Sampson. He's doing a magnificent work with the farmers throughout the South and uniting the farmers in the South with the marketplace in the ghettos of America. Reverend Al Sampson.
Thank you. And of course, the Reverend Hardy, one of the great preachers in Chicago, Reverend Hardy. Would you please come up? Muslims, Christians, Hebrews, but we love one another. And that's what our challenge is. We've got to outgrow these divisions that tend to make us enemies of one another. You agree? Yes, sir. And now, of course, I'd like to call, lastly, but really firstly, my wife, uh, Sister Farrakhan. Yes. Sister Farrakhan is my lifelong companion. I met her when we both were children. I think she was eight. And I was 11. And I started courting her when she was 14. In those days, things moved kind of fast. And we got married when she was 17. And I was just a young fella of 20. And we've been together in married life for 37 years, but been together as a couple that love each other for 42 years. And we don't look 90, do we? <laughs> No, we kind of look pretty good. <laughs> she gave me nine children. Nine children. And I lost count of how many grandchildren. About 20, no, I think there's more than 23. They keep having them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these youngsters are chips off the old block here. <laughs> and I'm proud to have my sons with me. This is my son, and I got sons back there, daughters, daughter, and my son-in-law, my grandchildren, my grandchildren. My daughter, my brother, all of them standing with their brother, their uncle, their father, their grandfather. And I would like to introduce Sister Tynetta Muhammad, wife of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. 
first son, Ishmael. This is one of the sons of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Ishmael, Rasul. He had to leave. Detroit, do you have a jewel? Detroit. And there are other sons of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad here, Brother Abdullah Yassin, Brother Kamal. Where's Abdullah Yassin? And there's Brother Kamal. He's my son-in-law now. So we got it all mixed up, you see. <laughs> but it's wonderful to have your family with you. And all of you, brothers and sisters, go and tighten up your families. Strengthen your families. Huh? Yes, sir. Now I'm going to say a short prayer, but I'm glad that my Christian and Muslim brothers and sisters are here. And I do want to thank all of the laborers, all of the laborers, my son-in-law, chief of staff. Come out here, my brother, please. Brother Leonard Farrakhan Muhammad, Sister Ava Muhammad, Brother Rodney Muhammad, Brother Wazir Muhammad, my national assistant, Brother Abdul Akbar Muhammad, now stationed in Ghana. The Supreme Captain of the Nation of Islam, Brother Frank Muhammad. My special assistant, Brother Khalid Abdul Muhammad.